Hello, my name is David, and I'm really excited to share God's Word with you today. What are some of the things that you daydream about? Uh, what are some of the things that occupy your mind constantly? They say that those things are your dreams and your aspirations, and it may also be your idols, because the thing that you spend the most time on, the thing that you spend the most time thinking about, often is the thing that occupy uh, your mind. So it becomes your idol. So um, I want us to examine as we go into today's text, what are some of the things that's in my heart? What are some of the things that I idolize or that I daydream about? And if it isn't God, then I think uh, today's text is um, a perfect way to remind ourselves that we need to really cast down our idols and we really need to focus our attention to God. So let's go into today's text. Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 9 through 17. Then the Lord said to me, There is a conspiracy among the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors who refused to listen to my words. They have followed other gods to serve them. Both Israel and Judah have broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. The towns of Judah and the people of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they will not help them at all when disaster strikes. You, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns. And the altars you have set up to burn incense to the shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Do not listen for this people or offer any plea or petition for them, because I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their distress. What is my beloved doing in my temple as she, with many others, works out her evil schemes? Can consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you engage in your wickedness, then you rejoice. The Lord called you a thriving olive tree with fruit beautiful in form, but with the roar of a mighty storm, He will set it on fire and its branches will be broken. The Lord Almighty who planted you has decreed disaster for you because the people of both Israel and Judah have done evil and arose my anger by burning incense to Baal. So yesterday we saw that the Israelites, they broke their covenant with God. Uh, they did everything and anything according to their evil desires. They had a stiff-necked, uh, calloused hearts, but not only did they break their covenant with God, they actually embraced sin. And God exposes their uh, evil hearts. And we see in verse 13, You, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns, and the altars you have set up to burn incense to that shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, the amazing thing about just reading through Jeremiah is how evil and how broken the people uh, of Israel were. And um, if you could just imagine, imagine having a God uh, bring you out of Egypt when you were slaves and 
parting the Red Sea and performing all these miracles, yet you, you still turn your back on Him and you still worship other gods and the God who saved you. And in, in, in God's eyes, this was not acceptable. And He did not understand why His people would do that, that they would prostitute themselves to other gods who had no interest for them whatsoever. These false gods that they made with their own hands and instead of worshiping the true one and only God of Israel who is alive and, and uh, 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 powerful and almighty, they were worshiping just their sinful and evil desires, the idols in their hearts. And uh, verse 14, do not pray for these people or offer any plea or petition for them because I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their distress. And God is saying that there's going to, be a come, uh, there's going to come a time of judgment for these people who live according to their evil desires. And verse 15, what is my beloved doing in my temple as she with many others works out her evil schemes? Can consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you engage in your wicked, wickedness, then you rejoice. And this just shows the condition of their hearts that, that they embraced evil, that they loved sinning against God. And God is saying, what's the use of offering sacrifices when your heart is just purely evil and you enjoy sinning this much? I mean, you could kill a thousand animals and you could offer as many sacrifices as you want, but if your hearts are not circumcised, if you're not repentant of your sins and if you're not turning away from your evil ways, then, then my cup of wrath is going to be filled and there's going to be punishment upon you guys. And that's what happened. God sends Babylon to come and they just uh, uh, break down Jerusalem. They raise the walls and burn everything and all the children are carried off as slaves. And that was, that was the, the result of the Israelites turning away from God and just, just, just purely enjoying their sinful ways. And I think the application uh, today of this text is, what is my greatest desire? If it's not God, if my greatest desire is not God, then we need to repent. If my greatest desire is money, if my greatest desire is relationships, if it's material things, if it's my health, if it's my job, if it's my bank account, if it's anything other than God, we need to come before God and repent to Him. And as funny as it sounds, even good things can become our idols. If you idolize studying, for example, if you study too much, it becomes a bad thing. If you idolize, let's say, your career, I mean, yes, God gave us our jobs and God gave us you know, our uh, individual talents to, to be successful uh, in our workforce, but if that becomes my greatest desire, it becomes a bad thing. Health too. If I'm working out too much, if I'm exercising too much, that becomes an idol. If my children, even my family can, be, uh, can become my idol as well. And there's so many parents who idolize their children. It's as if their children are their gods. And if something happens to their children or if their children, they don't get good grades or something happens and it, it, it just ruins the parents and it just, it just shows the idols of their hearts. So I think today's text is a reminder. If our greatest desire is not God, we need to come before God and we need to repent and confess to Him that God, 
I've lived according to my sinful desires. And even though I say that I am a, a Christian and I go to church, once I have examined my heart, I realize that you are not my greatest desire and I have other idols before you. So I pray that as we reflect on today's word, that we may really cast down all these false idols, uh, idols that we have made with our, uh, our hands. And even though it may seem good on the outside, and even though it may seem good on paper, if our greatest desire is not God, then we really need to come before Him. So let's go in time of prayer. God, He wants to give us the best things. But what Satan does is he tries to replace those best things with temporary and fleeting uh, material things. And to give example of this, let's say our parents, um, they want to give us a feast. They want to give us lobster tails, filet mignons, the best food you can imagine. But what Satan does is before it's time to eat, he's going to give us this candy and uh, junk street food that's harmful for our bodies. And although it may be sweet initially, uh, we know that it ultimately it's going to ruin our appetite for the best things that's to come, and it's going to actually make us sick. And I want us to focus on the eternal things of heaven, the things that God has in store for us, instead of these temporary sweet pleasures of life and these sinful things. And again, uh, if you could just re-examine our hearts, if our greatest desire is not God, then we really need to come before God and repent and ask God to change our hearts, to, um, to forgive us of our evil and sinful desires and to replace in our hearts a heart for God, to circumcise our hearts with His Spirit and with His Word that we may come before You, that we may prioritize God above anything else. So let's pray. God, we come before you today. Um, I, I pray that, that we may uh, really examine our hearts. And if we have put anything before you, um, if there's anything in my heart that is more important than you, if there's anything in my heart that I desire more than you, I pray that at this time, in the name of Jesus Christ, that uh, you cast down our handmade idols, that, that we may push aside our evil desires and that we may just crave and desire you above anything else. I pray that you help us with the power of the Holy Spirit and with your word today, help us live lives as true Christians. We thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray, amen.